Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. Level three. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Moranzi. The quickest 100 minutes in sports talk radio continues. Draymond Green suspended. I don't know if this is, uh, I don't know if they did this deliberately, but I probably would have. AMC right now is showing the movie The Warriors. Great movie. Uh, the Warriors, one of my favorite movies of all time, actually. So don't start watching it right now. Or if you do, watch it with a sound down. But to be honest with you, Listen, if you haven't seen the movie, you got to see the movie. But if you haven't seen the movie, it's not for everybody. It's like late 70s New York uh, gang. There's like a bunch of gangs meeting in Central Park. Every gang in New York City is invited. They're going to split on this gang, Cyrus. The Rock actually like stole his bit from this guy. Can you dig it? Um, stole his bit. The Rock, the wrestler. Like when The Rock spiel on the mic and stuff, he's totally ripped off this Cyrus guy from the movie The Warriors. But anyways... Um, all the gangs, uh, all the gangs in New York meet in Central Park. Somebody shoots the the guy that you know tries to reunite you know, all the gangs, and uh, the Warriors are framed for this and unfairly blamed, and they have to get back to Coney Island overnight in New York, and they have every gang in the city looking for them. <laughs> it's good stuff. You know, you got the dudes with the you know the baseball uniforms and the makeup and the baseball bats, and you know there's all kinds of adventures along the way. So, of course, you got the Golden State uh, Warriors. So, I had a little bit of symmetry here. All right. So, as far as Draymond is concerned, as I mentioned, the, the point spread's actually moved a point. Is Draymond Green worth a point at a point spread? The thing with, with Golden State is they don't exactly have a lot of depth to begin with as it is or players they can, they, that they, they can count on. I'm not ready to believe that Sacramento were just going to roll over here. And I know everybody always assumes these things, but... We have time to get to that. The Lakers are one-point favorites right now. I don't think John Morant's going to play. Put it this way. If the oddsmakers and the books thought that John Morant was going to play, the Lakers wouldn't be one-point favorites uh, right now. He's questionable. I guess he could potentially play. I don't think uh, that he will. The Lakers are one-point favorites. You can argue similar to the New York Knicks that the Lakers could somewhat be satisfied that they got the split, but I don't think so. And I do think something that I said to Steve Merrill is true in that the Memphis Grizzlies talk so much. Not that, you know, listen, everybody's motivated. Everybody wants to win. Yet anybody has competed. It's like real life in anything. I don't care what you're doing. You don't have to be a professional athlete. But if the per- person you're competing against is just a constant jackass, you might just dig down a little bit deeper. Right? Like There's some great video of LeBron talking back to the Memphis Grizzlies, telling Kyle Anderson, why don't you make an effing shot for once in your life before you, you know, why do you keep talking? <laughs> and LeBron is the one guy, you know what I mean? Like, if we do it, like, you know, they don't care. It's like, oh, who cares? It's like, you know, if we say, hey, Dylan Brooks, you never accomplished it. Why do you talk so much? Or, John, why do you do this? It's like, yeah, shut up. You're not even in the NBA. You're a dumbass. You, you can't even talk. LeBron James can't. Right, like so. LeBron James tells these guys on the Grizzlies that they're clowns and they shut the f up. But I think it actually means more. 
the late night anchor management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. The quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. We're not done uh, yet. The playoffs have just gotten started. It's lit in the National Hockey League. You know it's lit when a dude got 75 stitches and he returned to the game, as uh, we saw uh, tonight with the Winnipeg Jets and the Vegas Golden Knights. Winnipeg beats Vegas uh, tonight. Seattle. That's right, the Seattle Kraken playing in their first ever playoff game only in their second year of existence going to uh, Denver and beat the defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche not going you know, listen this series is far from done uh, right now but Seattle did send a message that uh, they you know they they can compete they can play and they're going to battle with a Colorado team that they did beat two of the three times that they played. So now they played four times this year. Seattle have beaten them three of the four times that they played. NBA basketball, Phoenix Suns, they needed the W. They got the W. The Clippers came out hot once again in the first quarter. And say what you will about Russell Westbrook. And people say a lot about Russell Westbrook. But Russell Westbrook is balling. You know, it wasn't so much what the Clippers didn't do. I think it was more so what the Phoenix Suns did do. Uh, Tonight, you would have expected the Phoenix Suns to click a little bit more. And let's be real. Even though the Clippers did win game one, it wasn't like they killed Phoenix or anything like that. It wasn't like Phoenix needed to readjust a bunch of things. I like the dedication and the professionalism of Kevin Durant and that uh, Monty Williams said that Kevin Durant called him last night at like 3 in the morning. Uh, just to talk <laughs> and to go over things. So just, yeah, I just, you know, Kevin Durant, I just want to go over a couple of concepts and schemes here about, you know, am I missing something or what can we do? And that's what you want, man. Kevin Durant is basically like a coach uh, on the court. 123-109 final score. We'll get back to that. So if you're just joining us, of course, Draymond Green gets a one-game suspension for stomping on Sabonis. I don't think that he deserves to be suspended just for the stomp. But I do think he deserves to be suspended when he nearly caused, like, malice at the palace, too. He went all WWE, made a big joke about it at the press conference after, and what you can, you know, what you say can and will be used against you. Rick Saratella steps up and in. Countdown to the draft continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The countdown of the National Football League draft continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. Let's get biblical. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com, steps up and in as he returns from the hub in San Diego. Rick, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. Gabe, what's happening, man? Shout out to all my uh, San Diego people. Appreciate all the love out there. We didn't get the weather we wanted to. It wasn't the uh, usual Sunday San Diego, but all good, all love. And, uh, hey, man, we are counting you down to the draft. I can't believe it's almost time. Buckle up. Yeah, I can't believe that it's uh, it's here either. We've been breaking it down for months, and now we're just a little bit more than a week away. 
I tell you what, the numbers are getting crazy uh, right now. The sports books have locked it in that Bryce Young's going to be the top pick of the draft at 12 to 1 uh, right now. But the second and third pick is what's really interesting to me. I'm not really sure what Houston's going to do. And I don't think anybody else is really convinced and positive about what Houston's going to do. I put a flyer in that they'll take Anthony Richardson at 16 to 1. You know, it wouldn't shock me if they took Richardson. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they took C.J. Stroud, and it wouldn't surprise me if they took Will Anderson at this point, and or potentially they trade the pick. Cesario's been talking openly about wanting to trade this pick. I got to tell you, a lot of uncertainty around too, Rick. Well, the bottom line is, you know, Bryce Young was his guy, and if he doesn't believe in C.J. Stroud, well, what's best for the organization and what's best for Nick Cesario might be the bigger question because you hear the whispers, and they're becoming louder out of New England that Belichick could be gone after the year. Robert Kraft wants to bring back uh, Nick Cesario as the general manager. And if that's the case, if he has one eye in New England already, well, why draft a quarterback? Why rebuild? Why not get a quality caliber talent like Will Anderson, a player I can plug and play? And then, hey, I'm off to New England anyway. So I think if, if it is Will Anderson, maybe there's some truth to that rumor, but you can't ignore the noise. So as far as Will Anderson is concerned, right now he is plus 180 uh, to be the second pick of the draft. I put a, string, a sprinkle in that he will be the, the third pick of the draft. If it plays out to form and, and Houston goes quarterback and Arizona doesn't trade the pick, I do believe that Will Anderson will be the third pick. So that's the bet I put in, Rick. And, you know, it's all about finding value. Sure. And or at least, you know what I mean, perceived value as far as the what you're going to get paid back. So at plus 300 for Will Anderson to be the third pick, it's not a crazy bet. And it's pretty good odds. Yeah, and you would have to imagine if C.J. Stroud is not the guy for Houston, as soon as word gets out, somebody is going to want to trade up into that number two spot. I have a hard time believing a quarterback won't go number two, whether that's the Texans or another team. I think there's going to be several jumping into the fray. Uh, we hear now that the Ravens have anted up their offer to Lamar Jackson, so that's one less quarterback off the market. The Colts, maybe they move up from four to two. I think everything's on the table, and I think you know each team is going to have to play a pick by pick, case by case scenario, and see how the board plays off. You know, I see a lot of general managers or anonymous quotes saying, "Hey, there's not really a lot of quote unquote first round talent, like guys that would be." first round locks in every single year, no matter what the year, not a lot of those guys in this year's draft. So there's going to be a lot of question marks right up into draft day. I keep coming back to CJ Stroud ending up in Indianapolis at plus 400. He would have to wait. He would have to fall until the fourth pick, but you know, it's not like before this little process began and everybody said, Oh yeah, CJ Stroud's a top three pick in the draft. Right. It's funny how the perception Richardson, Anderson, and then Stroud, yeah, yeah, and or, and or, um, exactly, Anderson, someone trades up for, for a Richardson, somebody pulls the trigger on Richardson first before Stroud. Listen, I keep coming back to Houston, surprising everybody and taking Richard second, which would open things up. I don't know if Arizona's going to pull the trigger on the deal, but this is where things I want to start to throw at you, where it starts, starts to get more, you know what I mean, like the first few it's picks. It's yeah. hurt. Yeah, yeah, it's all it's all murky. <laughs> it's all murky. But a good example is, so listen, the Bears are picking ninth. You and I spoke about what they should do: go O line, go wide receiver. I'm gonna roll the dice here, and I got ten to one. The Jackson Smith and the Jigba goes ninth to the Bears, Rick, and seems to be like a good fit if you want to give Justin Fields a weapon to work with. A former Ohio State Buckeye as well at ten to one, not bad odds for the ninth pick. I thought. I thought that's tremendous odds. I'm actually a little bit surprised because if you look at the blueprint of what the Cincinnati Bengals did with Jamar uh, Chase, pairing him up with Joe Burrow, if you look what the Dolphins have going on down in Miami with, with Waddle and, and the other Alabama receiver, too, a thrown to his former Crimson Tide there, uh, it seems to have some legs at the next level. And what's the biggest hindrance of Justin Fields' development? Lack of weapons. And Chase Claypool didn't exactly fulfill expectations. Darnell Mooney was out for the season. It seems like every wide receiver was out for the season. And, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba would be a bonafide playmaker, would elevate the entire offense, and it would really kind of take Justin Fields to the next category that we think he can achieve. 
Rick Saratella kicking with us. All right, Rick, let me just throw these player props at you right now. Over, under. So Broderick Jones right now is set at 13 and a half. Over 13 and a half is plus 125. Under 13 and a half is minus 165. What do you think about Broderick Jones over, under the 14th pick in the draft? Yeah, I think 9, 10, 11, 12, you know, uh, between 9 and 14, they all could use an offensive tackle. So I think that's where the run begins. Roderick Jones is number one on some teams' boards in terms of offensive tackles go. So I think I, I like the under there. Uh, Devin Witherspoon right now is set at eight and a half, but the under is minus 250. So they're sort of adjusted on this. You know what? I'm starting to buy in, actually. And let me see. You know what? This is what I like, Rick, the exact pick. Yeah, Christian Gonzalez has now emerged as the favorite, I think, for Detroit. Really? Yeah, because I was going to say Witherspoon. So I, I, yeah. I'm partially right. You think they go DB then? You know, or they go Jalen Carter, right? If if the if the Seahawks bypass on Jalen Carter, I think the Lions would certainly consider putting Jalen Carter next to Aiden Hutchinson. Are you kidding me? And they have the leadership to do that. Dan I'll tell you what, take that on. Right now, Witherspoon is plus one hundred to go to the Lions, which is no value at all. Gonzalez is plus three fifty, hmm. and then you have Jalen Carter at four to one, which it wouldn't shock me if Jalen Carter ends up with the Lions. But let me ask you possibility Jalen Carter Seattle Seahawks five. Oh yeah absolutely see to me that's uh, one of two guys Anthony Richardson can learn and sit behind Geno Smith signed a two-year deal that's a perfect opportunity redshirt Anthony Richardson when he's ready to take over in year two you kind of hand over to reins I think that's a perfect situation for him to grow and if it's not Richardson well then hey I think Jalen Carter just makes too much sense the Seahawks are going to let the best guy slide by them due to some off-the-field concerns. That's not what their track record usually says. thing that catches my eye about Jalen Carter and the Seahawks is, is if there is a coach as well, and Pete's not the only one, but Coach Carroll, not intimidated or shy from handling a personality like Jalen Carter. Yeah, we've seen it with Frank Clark. We've seen him handle and navigate uh, some stuff at USC. So, I mean, Pete Carroll's no stranger to dealing with off the I think they have a perfect balance there. You got the young uh, whippersnapper and John Schneider. You got the old uh, savvy vet and Pete Carroll. I mean, they play well off of each other. They're in unison. And, you know, I, I don't think they're afraid to take a gamble at all. You know, I, I hear that about Jalen Carter, but I sort of my gut tells me they go Tyree Wilson. What are you hearing about Tyree Wilson? Uh, five overall to Seattle, Tyree Wilson, Texas Tech. There, there, there's a, you know, and, and this is that smokescreen season. I try to block out the noise. Like, you know, people are now going to try to tell me Tyree Wilson is a better player than Will Anderson, and he might go ahead of Will Anderson. It's like, you know, let, let's be honest. He did it for one year. He did it at Texas Tech. Will Anderson did it at Alabama. Not only that, the guy hasn't even been able to work out leading up to the draft because he had this screw inserted into his foot. Like, I mean, that's got to play into the equation. Like, Will Anderson is so clean, right? I mean, there's no issues. I, I, don't, I don't know what box he doesn't check off, but I do have some concerns. You could question the, the, the caliber of competition. You can question the injury. You can question the production. Listen, I like Tyree Wilson, the player. He has great bend. He's a traditional 43 hand-in-the-dirt defensive end. Not a whole lot of guys that can do that in this year's draft. And I think there is an allure, a top 10 kind of status for Tyree Wilson. But all this talk that he could come off the board – uh, before Will Anderson. I just don't see that scenario. More with Rick Saratella on the other side. This is Portrait. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anchor man for class continues. I have Gabriel Moranzi. We'll get biblical with Rick Saratella. The countdown to the National Football League draft is on. It's a fluid market. This stuff's like, uh, you know, the crypto uh, market. It's not like a Super Bowl that you can wait until the night before to bet the draft. Incredibly fluid market. There's crazy line moves. We're just throwing players in draft position at Rick Saratella right now, trying to find some more value on the board. And it is very interesting, as you can bet, who's going to be the second pick, who's going to be the third pick, who's going to be the fourth pick, who's going to be the fifth pick, who's going to be the sixth pick. And that's where the value starts to come to play if you can figure out what you think um, the team is going to do. And I'll tell you what, the Raiders are always an unpredictable team and what the Raiders are going to do. The odds makers have the Raiders going defense with Gonzalez, Witherspoon, and the aforementioned Tyree Wilson, the kid we were out of tech we were just talking about. Christian Gonzalez, Witherspoon, and makes sense when you consider the division that you're in with, with you know, with, with, with Mahomes, with Justin Herbert, and all those weapons that Denver had that didn't use properly. You're going to need some DBs if you're the Raiders. Oh, they need an extinguisher back there. The, the secondary's been terrible. All the all of Mike Mayock's picks were horrible. They've had to blow, blow it all up. Nate Hobbs was actually a, a nice find and provided some stability. But, yeah, I think it makes sense if they get a, a true lockdown number one corner to face those quarterbacks week in and week out because you got to topple that mountain of Russell Wilson if he makes a comeback with Sean Payton, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert. That's eight games, six games a year right there. And, you know, the the other part could be they, they did their due diligence with all these quarterbacks. Like, do they want to groom a quarter? Like, J- Jimmy G, I think, is on there in a one-year $26 million contract. Is he a hold-the-fort guy? For the next quarterback, does one of these quarterbacks slide? Does Anthony Richardson, you know, he could go two, he could go seven, he could go, who knows, right? I mean, no. Yeah, you're right. He'd go 12, 14. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Let me, uh, ask, I mean, you, I, let me yeah. ask you about a who knows, because I don't really get the feeling anybody really knows what they're going to do, except I'm starting to think, and I don't think I'm the only one that's starting to think, is there a potential? We haven't talked a lot about the eighth pick. All right, we've talked about all these other picks, and then, you know, the ninth pick because it was the switch from Carolina to Chicago, but the Atlanta Falcons have the eighth pick. B. John Robinson, you and I talked about, well, you know, first round this and that. You said he was like, what, top three, top four graded player on your draft board. Sure. He's a top, yeah, top, he's a top five. No one can argue this. He's one of the best players in the draft. I don't think anybody could frown on Atlanta if they took him eighth. I don't think you could say, oh, you couldn't take a running back that high. He is that good. And if you look at the coach that they have and the system that they ran in Tennessee, you had Derrick Henry and that bell cow back. Makes a lot of sense aesthetically to bring in B. John Robinson to Atlanta, doesn't it? Uh, valid points. You know, Arthur Blank can certainly remember days where they rode a, a running back into the uh, Super Bowl by the name yeah, of Jamal, Jamal Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. Right. I mean, they, you know, it's so all huge. Yeah, and so, like, when Desmond Ritter is currently slotted as your starting quarterback, it seems to make a lot of sense. And I saw. You know, the latest over-under I saw on Bijan Robinson, I think uh, I saw them set it at 16 and a half. So at number eight, yeah, that that could be his ceiling where Bijan Robinson's top slot option does uh, come into consideration. I, I kind of like it. I tell you what, he's plus 400, as we stated. Plus 400. Uh, the Falcons' favorite pick is Tyree Wilson at plus 350, along with uh, Lucas Van Ness at plus 350, and then Bijan Robinson at four to one. I'm going to get a piece of this, and I'm calling it. B. John Robinson to the Atlanta Falcons. I like the, it. Yeah, with the eighth overall pick. All right, so now um, now we get into the um, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's hard to believe. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles have the 10th pick. I think if Jalen Carter is still there, they'll scoop him up. That's my prediction there. If he's still there, which I think he could be. Yeah, and apparently, you know, Jalen Carter had a visit with the Eagles, uh, Drew Rosenhaus and Howie Roseman kind of have a wink, wink, nod, nod, like, hey, if he's here, he's ours. So, you know, if he's if he's still there at nine, that means Chicago does have another trade chip 
right? Because they already they already traded down once when we thought they might take Jalen Carter. Could they do that again? I think that could be in play. Uh, another interesting prop that I saw, Gabe, to bring to your attention. You know, it's funny. I've never seen a guy elevate their draft stock and do less more than Dalton Kincaid. Like, this guy's been injured. He hasn't been able to work out. And now he's the betting odds favorite to be the number one tight end off the board. So I think you could find some value at the tight end props. I like that, Mayor. And you're exactly right. The numbers keep going up for Kincaid, which I don't fully get. Mayor was the most polished guy who did it longer. I don't, I just, I don't get this either. I'm a bit, I, I like Mayor better. All right, we got a couple of more minutes with Rick Saratella. Let me throw to a player that I know you're a big fan of, Joey Porter Jr. So listen, we're getting value if we think that Joey Porter Jr. is going to go 17th or under. They got 16 and a half under plus 220, Rick. So in other words, they're yeah. thinking he's going 17 or higher. Joey Porter Jr., what's your take on Joey Porter Jr. and where he goes? Well, I have him going mocked to the commanders at 15. And if for Ooh. some odd reason they don't go Joey Porter Jr., the team behind them at 16, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think, might be interested. Hence the under, you know. There's a little value of plus 220 then maybe, yeah. Yeah, if you're getting plus, that's great value. Absolutely tremendous value. I'm surprised about this one. I talked about liking, listen, I already got the bet in that uh, Smith and Jigba is going to be the number one wide receiver taken uh, off the board. The question is, where does he go? I did put that little play in that he'll end up with the Chicago Bears. But does he last a 13, Rick? I mean, they have over, over 12 and a half is minus 200. Under 12 and a half is plus 150. I get that people don't think this is the best wide receiver class, but... I don't think that Smith and Jigba is going to fall that much, to be honest. When you look at the teams, uh, we talked about Chicago in the nine hole could use him. Um, I got to tell you, the Tennessee Titans uh, at 11, I think, are a prime candidate. And it wouldn't shock me if the Cleveland Browns pulled this trigger on an Ohio State product and a, and a wide receiver, actually. Does he last a 13? I don't think he does. It's hard to picture a scenario like that. And, and quickly, Pittsburgh is 17, Washington is 16, just to clarify that. Um, how about this scenario? What if C.J. Stroud is the pick in Houston and they come back at 12 and they say, let's take C.J. Yeah. Stroud and pair him with Jackson Smith and Jigba? I think that, that could be a possibility. So you've got possibly the Texans, possibly multiple the options for him to go before 13. That was my point. Yeah. 9, 11 and 12, I think, are potential landing spots. A couple of more minutes uh, with Rick uh, here. Another Ohio State Buckeye, Paris Johnson, offensive lineman. He's now set at 10 and a half. You and I discussed this. Who do you think goes first, him or Skarnowski? I, I think Skarnowski because I think the Eagles at 10 are going to draft an offensive lineman. They lost Isaac Sayamalu, their starting right guard. Skarnowski could slide into that spot and then kick over for Lane Johnson in a year or two, Lane Johnson said he wants to play two more seasons, but then he got that abominant injury. So I think, you know, uh, uh, Skaronsky to 10 at the Eagles, but you have Titans need a tackle. The, 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 the Jets at 13 need a tackle. There's going to be a run on tackles and cornerbacks very early. What's your deal with Zay Flowers? In which he's another one whose stock has really sort of risen over the last, like, couple of weeks. Risen in the offseason, so to speak. We haven't played football, but everyone loves him. But listen, there's value, Rick, if we think he's going to last at 24. Like over, under 24 and a half is minus 270. So if he goes 25th or or later, we're getting plus 210 back. Does he last that far? I think he could, or do you think he's going to end up going in that sort of, if Smith and Jaber goes 9 to 12-ish, does Flowers go 18 to 23 ish type thing? You know what I mean? I, I think I think Zay Flowers is the second wide receiver off the board. I see a sweet spot in the early 20s. 21 with the Chargers in between their two big yeah. wides there. 22, like if, if Baltimore doubled down with OBJ and then came back around with Zay Flowers, I could see that. 23, Minnesota, they just lost Adam Thielen this offseason, so they could use another wide out there. So you got three teams picking consecutively right there in the early 20s that could pull the trigger on his eight flowers. All right, I've got a, uh, I've got a one. This is your special. It's the Rick, Ter Rick Saratella special because I know you're a big Stetson B fan. So Stetson Bennett. He's all right. Uh, <laughs> see, the, now the video has been released. What are you trying to ruin my life? And like, I'll <laughs> I see a prop up, Rick. Where will he get drafted? Where will he get drafted? So basically... Fifth round is plus 450. Sixth round is plus 325. 
Seventh round is plus 350. Not drafted is plus 175. Fourth round is 7 to 1. Third round is 25 to 1. I don't think anybody thinks he's a third rounder. So between the fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, does Stetson Bennett get drafted? I think he, somebody asked me this, and I said sixth to him. That was off the cuff last week. I said, yeah, I think you'll go in the sixth round. What do you think? I think when you, first of all, I think you're going to see Hendon Hooker in the first round. I got five quarterbacks in round one, and I don't think you see a quarterback in round two. And you may not see one in round three. So I, I think when you start thinking about backup quarterbacks and then a backup quarterback with an off the field issue, the earliest you can really start considering them would be round four. Now, I think there'll be other quarterbacks still available in round yeah, four. Yeah, the Jake Hainers of the world, yeah. So I think round five is his peak. Six is a good spot, but I think he's getting drafted. There's some team. I was on a radio show. There's a team with like 12 draft picks. There's some of these teams that got like 10, 12 draft picks. In the fifth round, I, I think that tends to kind of be a, a spot where I would consider. I think they're going to team with a look at him, even though it's not the same comparison. But I guess it is in a way, even though he played higher level football than Brock Purdy did. But I think guys are going to see a Brock Purdy type. Say, I don't care about his size. A guy played in a big-time program, played a lot of college football games. And you know what? I'm just drafting to be a backup anyways. No, I think I think the Brock Purdy effect is a real thing. And, and Stetson Bennett has experience. Game started. He's a two-time back-to-back champion. And somebody I think that the College Football Hall of Fame should reconsider their rules and elect him because he wasn't a college football All-American, which disqualifies him. Might end up on the Patriots, man. Fifth, sixth round Patriots pick. Hey, great stuff as always, uh, Rick. I know you're busy. Good to have you back up from the hub. Always a pleasure. We'll catch up with you uh, for uh, one last dance before the draft next week. Buckle up. The late night anchor match for crack. This is Fortress. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. Well, I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. The late night anger match for class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branch. You know, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. We're throwing it down. Thanks to Rick Saratella. We've had a full house on the program uh, tonight. Jamie Eisenberg kicked it with us. Steve Merrill uh, was with us. We had Andrew McCannis, full house. All right. Uh, so a lot of stuff to unpack here uh, still uh, this evening. We were just talking about the NFL draft, and <clears throat> B. John Robinson is a very intriguing football player. 
that basically, listen, any team that you say, you know what, he'd be good on this team. Yeah, of course, he'd be good on any team, essentially. We put a couple of plays in. The Atlanta Falcons are an intriguing team to me for for Robinson. They are skill position heavy already, yet they're also going with Desmond Ritter at the quarterback position. Now, let's see, you're going with Desmond Ritter. Who better to help Desmond Ritter? Now, I know that they had a decent ground game last year, but Robinson is just a star running back. Arthur Smith, of course, comes from, from the Tennessee lineage offensive coordinator with Derrick Henry. So I don't think it's out of the question, actually, that Robinson gets taken with the eighth pick. If you look, if you look at how the draft is going to play out, we don't really fully know, but, you know, Let's say Bryce Young goes first overall. I think it's pro- I think it's probably going to be C.J. Stroud, but it wouldn't shock me if it was Anthony Richardson second to Houston. I did play Will Anderson to be the third overall pick of the draft. If if Arizona don't trade the pick, he will be the third pick. So that's like a big if. If they don't trade the pick, I think he will be the uh, the third pick. Indianapolis aren't taking a running back. Indianapolis need a quarterback, point blank. We know this. Seattle, Seattle have uh, Kenneth Walker, who's a good running back, right? A kid out of Michigan State. He's a badass. He got hurt last year, but he's a decent. Seattle aren't taking a running back. Seattle are kind of, listen, Seattle might take Tyree Wilson, a defensive uh, end out of Texas Tech. Seattle could. Wouldn't surprise me if they take Jalen Carter. The, uh, the kid from Georgia that everybody thinks is going to fall so much, but I don't think he's going to fall as much as uh, a lot of people think. So Jalen Carter. Um, Jalen Carter could be in play at five. The Detroit Lions, the Lions are a pretty unpredictable team in that you think they're going to do something, but they've been very by the book over the last couple of years at the draft. Right, they've been very meat and potatoes, and they've done a great job. If you look at the how this Detroit Lions team has been built up, I mean, they've been terrible for years. It started with the offensive line. It was like, all right, let's build a foundation and get a good offensive line. They have a good offensive line. You know, now they're working on their defensive line. They could use more skill position players. I don't think they go Robinson. I think if I think they're going to go cornerback. Like I said, they seem to be kind of responsible when it comes to the draft. They don't go for luxury items. I think, you know, listen, they traded Jeff Okuda. They're going to need, you know, they need some secondary help. You can argue they need defensive line help as well. Do they go Jalen Carter? Do they go Tyree Wilson? Do they go Devon Witherspoon, the cornerback? I think the Raiders at seven are going to go cornerback. I don't think they're going to go quarterback. They just brought in Jimmy G. McDaniel, you know, Josh McDaniels doesn't have forever there. I don't think he wants to develop a guy. I think, you know, I think Jimmy G, I think he was hoping that Tom Brady was going to come. I think that's what McDaniels was thinking when he threw Carr into the bus, that he was like, you know what, I think I can get Tom Brady to come here. And and then, or he was thinking maybe Aaron Rodgers, right? And now here we are. And now I think he always was comfortable with the fallback plan. So I don't think the Raiders take a quarterback. I think the Raiders will take a cornerback, defensive back. you got to deal with Justin Herbert. You've got to deal with Mahomes. You need defensive backs. The Raiders had, you know, the Raiders' secondary has been a problem for them. So, to me, I think that's, you know, I think the Raiders, Raiders go defensive back. So, this leads me to Atlanta, who could really be the first team up to say, you know what? We have Drake London. We have Kyle Pitts. We have a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. We could really make Ritter's life a hell of a lot easier with this star, star running back now and just play smash mouth football, run some play action, right? They can run the Tennessee Titans offense, essentially, with Arthur Smith. So that's why I put the play in, that uh, B. John Robinson goes to the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think the Bears, the Bears aren't going to take him. The Bears draft night, the Bears are interesting. I also put this play in. I put Najigba Smith, uh... Uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba to be the uh, the ninth pick in the draft at ten to one, man. I'm big on this dude. I know you know nothing's a lock. Every lock has a key, but I think it's you know it's pretty much documented. I I think it's pretty safe. I don't think that Zay Flowers is going to be the um, 
I don't think Zay Flowers is going to be the the number one wide receiver taken. Smith, you know, Jackson Smith to Jigba will be the number one wide receiver taken. Now we just get into, okay, where is he going to go? But he's going to go ahead of everybody. Now, you remember a couple of years ago, the Cincinnati Bengals were in a similar situation with Joe Burrow, uh, you know, that the Bears are in with Justin Fields right now. Justin Fields was running for his life. He, you know, he really was. Their offensive line is bad. It has been improved a bit. But he was running for his life. You want to protect him. Yet at the same point in time, we said the same thing about Joe Burrow, and they, they drafted Jamar Chase instead with the fifth overall pick and instead of taking Panay Sewell, who the Lions took. Both great picks. But we saw, if you look at the National Football League, the weapons win, right? Like it's overkill. When the Rams won the Super Bowl, yeah, they did good defense, but their offense was stacked, and they bring in Odell. You look at the Chiefs. Um, you look at these teams – you can never really have enough, and Chicago don't have anything. So, to me, Jackson Smith and the Jigba, it would be a perfect connection, and you hook him up with, with Justin Fields, former Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. So, I think that's a good fit at 10-1. to 1. I think it's worth a bet. Right? Listen, we're, we're, all, we're, we're all in the dice with these things. B. John Robinson to the Falcons is like 4-1. to 1. Smith and the Jigba uh, is... Um, is like 10 to 1 to the Bears at 9 to 1. So when you're playing the exact prop position, the exact player, you are getting some, you know, you're getting some decent numbers. We don't have to win them all here, right? The Philadelphia Eagles are another team who I really, if I was, I'd be very concerned if I was other teams, if I was the Eagles competitors, that the Eagles are going to end up getting Robinson as well. You imagine you throw Robinson into that offense. I'm telling you, this guy is that good. All right, B. John Robinson really, you know, he could be a franchise changer. But as far as, you know, Jackson Smith and the Jigba is concerned, we, we, we played him at minus 150 to be the number one wide receiver taken. All right, I think he's going to be. I think that's a safe play. His prop is 12 and a half right now as far as draft position is concerned. And there are teams that need wide receivers. That, that could step up and take him. Now, I don't think that he really comes into play until the nine hole. The Bears need weapons. All right, so you have the Bears uh, here. The Bears at nine could totally take Jackson Smith and the Jigba. I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles would. Uh, then you get the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans could. I'm not sure, so sure they do. But I don't think he gets past 12, which would be the Houston Texans after. And let's say hypothetically as well, as Rick Saratella just brought up, that C.J. Stroud gets drafted second overall by the Texans. You don't think they want to hook up C.J. Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba with the two and the 12 pick that they have? So I don't think that he's going to get past um, – I don't think he's going to get past 12 and a half personally. So there's some, so there's some of our draft uh, thoughts. So – Updated point spread right now. The Lakers are minus one tomorrow against the Memphis Grizzlies. This is 7.30 Eastern time. It's a tough game. You know, I would think, you know, you saw the Knicks tonight. It's tough to win both games on the road. But LeBron has been around long enough to have that killer instinct. I think the Lakers, I'm not getting in front of the Lakers here. I just don't trust the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't think that John Moran is going to play in this game. The total is 227. The Milwaukee Bucks are six-point favorites. This is where you, you know, this is the definition of what you call speculative gambling. If you think that Giannis is going to play, then minus six isn't too bad. If you don't think he's going to play, then you know what? You'd probably, you know, let's wait this out. Steve Merrill was with us earlier. He said that he thinks that Milwaukee can win this game without Giannis. I think they can as well. I brought it up the other night. I think there's a big difference between knowing you don't have Giannis going into the game and then losing Giannis in the game like they did the other night. I know I'm not saying it's ideal, but what I'm saying is if you, you know, if you think Giannis is playing, take the Milwaukee Bucks right now. If you don't think he's playing, right, and you want to take the Milwaukee Bucks, then 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 wait this out because if he's not like they don't know if he's playing right now and it's six. If this thing becomes official, it could come down to three and a half, four type thing. He's if Draymond Green's worth a point, what the hell is Giannis worth? And same thing, speculative gambling. If you think Giannis 
is is if you think Giannis is not going to play, then you better jump on this now because it's not going to come. You know what I mean? Like once Giannis doesn't play tomorrow, everyone's going to be like, well, Giannis isn't playing. It was six. Now it's three. You know, it's four. And you got the Timberwolves and the Nuggets, the series that nobody seems to care about. <laughs> Same with the Celtics and the Hawks. It's sort of like, yeah, get them over with. But back to what Steve talked about, the T-Wolves do have good players. The T-Wolves were in a terrible spot. Look, tonight we gave you the Atlanta Hawks in the first quarter plus three and a half. They were up all quarter. They ended up losing by uh, by three. So we hit the bet. But I thought Boston would win the game. I think we could have a similar situation here in which the Minnesota Timberwolves play better in the first quarter. It's a close game after the first quarter. So I think the T-Wolves first quarter could be worth a look in this game. The Phoenix Suns, I want to get the updated series price right now. Matthias, do you have any comments on the Clippers? Lost tonight. All in all, I think you have to be satisfied that you took one or two in Phoenix and you're going back to the crypt right now, locked up at one, and you'll be going to the game on Saturday. Yeah, you know what, game a little disappointing because it felt like the Clippers let this one slip away. They had a big lead. They didn't finish the half strong, and they didn't have the energy in the third quarter because the Suns had that energy. I think their role players didn't play well tonight. They didn't make big shots. Lots of missed threes. I think Norm Powell it needs to come off the bench and produce big minutes, and, and today he was, he was flat, along with Bones Highland. Good on, de- on the defensive end, but they have to make baskets, you know, no Paul George. You need those baskets, and that's what they, that's what they did in, in game one. They produced, and they didn't today, and if they don't produce in game three and in game four, they're going to lose those games, Gabe, so they have to come together. It just can't be Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook and, and Kawhi Leonard. Welcome to uh, Norman Powell's career, <laughs> Matthias, <laughs> in which... One game, and listen, I made <laughs> I knew you were going to say once. that. <laughs> I, I made the mistake once of years ago saying that Norman Powell could be the next to Marta Rosen. I said, if this guy works on his game, he could score like 22 a night. You know what I mean? In the NBA. He doesn't, I don't know. He doesn't, he just doesn't, he can't string it together. For the record, the updated series price right now, Phoenix are minus 300. The Cavaliers and the Knicks are now tied at one. The Cavaliers are minus 125 now. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Quick as 108 minutes of Sports Talk Radio. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morancy. We're into the uh, the final moments of tonight's proceedings. Thanks to Jamie Eisenberg uh, for joining us uh, from CBSSports.com. Great uh, stuff. Always talking NFL football. Always fun with uh, with Jamie. Uh, we had Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com. Great insight as far as the upcoming National Football League draft is concerned. And as I stated, listen, I don't expect to win every one of these draft props, but we did give you uh, Bryce Young at plus 250 to be the top pick. He's now 12-1 to 1 to be the top pick. I said Jackson Smith and the Jigba. 
uh, would be the number one wide receiver taken to minus 150. He's now like minus 260 or something like that. But plays that we added uh, today, we tweeted these out. And as I stated, I don't expect to win every one of them. But when, when you're getting plus money like this, you don't have to win every one of them. I played Joey Porter Jr. Joey Porter Jr. under 16 and a half at plus 220. We played Jackson Smith and the Jigba under 12 and a half at plus 150. We played Bijan Robinson to be the eighth pick in the National Football League draft. Now, listen. That means the Falcons take him, but listen, if they trade it, like whatever, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be Atlanta. It just sits the eighth pick. Uh, but that was plus 400. So I figured that was worth a little sprinkle, uh, plus 400, uh, B. John Robinson. I played uh, Jackson Smith and the Jigba to be the ninth overall pick. That would be the Chicago Bears. That's 10 to 1. Look, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I didn't put that much on I, I already I put a nickel on Jackson Smith and the Jigba already to be the top wide receiver taking him. I put uh, I put another couple of hundred on him under 12 and a half, but this one I just put 40 45 dollars and 50 cents. It pays 500 dollars if Jackson Smith and the Jigba gets taken ninth overall by the Chicago Bears. And oh yeah, I got Will Anderson baby to be the third overall pick Arizona. If they don't trade him, if they don't trade the pick, it's going to be Will Anderson. Other than that, you're on your own. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.